Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for war? Uh, you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen, from the Cox, clocks chime to the Cox crow. It is another episode of the Conspiracy Farm. Jeffrey Wilson coming to you live and direct. Man, you know who I'm rolling with. UFC Hall of Famer Pat Milicic. How we doing today, champ? Hopefully better than me. Well, I am doing good. I had a great fucking brutal workout earlier today. Did the the torture mill, the revolving stairs for an hour at a high rate. Jesus about, Lord. Uh, almost, I don't know, 250 floors of stairs, so it was good for me. I needed it. And uh, my mind's clear for, for what we're about to talk about. We've got some serious subject matter to discuss, don't we, my friend? Yeah, man, there's definitely a lot going on in this old earth we have. I mean, first of all, you know, just to obviously give shout-outs to all of our listeners, all of our farmers, I shipped out some T-shirts this past week. That was awesome. Keep them bad boys coming. If you haven't seen the news on the face space, I am going to be heading back to our hometown. People have been clamoring, man. You guys got to get on camera, on camera. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm in St. Louis. Pat is in Iowa, where I will be heading here in just a couple weeks, and we will be knocking out more installments, more content for the Conspiracy Farm. We will always have that audio version, but we will have both of our pretty beautiful mugs here before too long. So if anybody wants to assist in the campaign, keep the machine rolling. Check out the PayPal link that we have on all of our episodes. Buy yourself a t-shirt. Make any kind of donation you have. I mean, we are in over 100 countries, champ. 200 plus thousand listeners so much came from that joe rogan man that was awesome if anybody if that those 200,000 can just drop a buck we're not talking about breaking the bank ladies and gentlemen just a little bit every little bit counts and i'm telling you man we are going to be taking this thing to the next level so thank you to all the new farmers all the old farmers and uh i just you know again can't thank them enough brother we need to we need to have people comment on facebook and twitter on who's been around the longest i'd like to know who our longest running fans are i did see a couple of youtube comments and they commented that they have been around since episode one so you know that's always good man we're we're building a nice loyal following it takes time yeah yeah it doesn't um also sponsors we've got a few good sponsors that have stuck with us iowa bison firehose combatives yeah and a couple others so um gentlemen's cooperative Yeah. Yes, Gentlemen's Cooperative, which has outfitted me in some mighty fine suits for my broadcasts on Axis TV, which is ongoing every week. So, um, you know, when you sent me, not to jump into this, but you sent me a list of some stuff that you wanted to cover. And the first one was alternative media infighting. Yeah. I... You know, the word that comes to mind to me is not infighting, but infiltration. Yeah. No, I mean, and we've said it so many times on the show when we talked about divide and conquer. It wasn't just the all the different cylinders they have us firing on racial, ethnic, sexual identity, politics. You know, they have to weaponize this thing that we're doing here. This this true, quote unquote, truth movement, this alternative media. They have to infiltrate it because there are a lot of people in this digital age. It's really hard to run game on folks. So they almost need a kind of a, an online version of, of Operation Mockingbird and we're starting to see it man it's uh we're not going to mention any names but I'm telling you over the last few weeks there's just been all kinds of uh just now I could just see it for what it is just kind of blatant infiltration and uh and infighting which I think is is just basically used like I said to weaponize and to uh what's the word to de-authenticate to you know throw shade on you know just any kind of truth movement or truth i hate to use that term but because it's a uh, i don't know it's kind of cliche now but just people who are who are researching you know what i mean who aren't gobbling up the mainstream media horseshit which they're just right. you know heaping on at anything, this point well yeah and, and it's it's anything to you know basically take away any legitimacy that alternative media what, yeah. has gained and that's that's the thing that you know, is the most obvious, you know, we've, we've heard several people who are established alternative media folks, um, say some really stupid things over the past month, at least, and, and, and even longer, um, quite a bit longer things that made zero sense. And 
when you you know look into it, dive into it, research the things that they're saying, when they have been on point, and then all of a sudden go completely off right. the, the the fucking reservation. You, you sit there and you go, either they were a plant from the beginning and now they're going off the rails or somebody got to them and paid them some money. It has to be one or the other. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, and even folks I've even spoken to, maybe not necessarily on the show, but uh, even people maybe I've attempted to get on the show but just never happened. You know, I've heard them on other shows, you know, now recently, like you said, talking shit like 9-11, there were no planes and they were holograms. I'm just like, wow. So, all right. You, you drop 98.9% real shit, and then, you know, that point whatever, you, you just, I mean, that's, that's disinfo 101. I mean, really, that's pretty much when you know someone is on the full dif- disinfo tip when's when they're just dropping seemingly just nothing but truthful information, and then you hear something like that. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm just glad you and I aren't that fucking stupid to believe it number one well <laughs> i mean it, it, it's interesting though champ because when i go back to you know when you when you were on uh sam's show with eddie just you saying you were a freemason like that alone i mean the, the comments and shit you know just i i know you i know you're not a fucking satanic drinking blood out of a infant skull i mean that's just th- this how people run with shit they don't really know about you know what i mean people aren't really they're almost half educated on some of these things, whether it's flat earth, whether it's the fucking Masons. I mean, they made they, some they people read these fucking like Masons for dummies or whatever it is, and they think they're informed. This is almost like the people who right. get their news from the mainstream media. So it's like it, to talk people off the fucking ledge sometimes can be exhausting. And that's really not our jobs for, you know, to do people's homework for them. But it's just interesting, man. And I, it's been really kind of disheartening to me to see all this go down. Not that it's a surprise, and I didn't. Here's, here's the good thing, though, as you're as you're as you're watching everything go down at hyper speed, um, the sheep are going to be the sheep. It's we've 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 got some, we've saved a few souls from that from that that mainstream media bullshit, and and the light bulbs have gone off for for people. But um, do you do you ever think not? This is going off on a tangent, but this is real shit here. Yeah. Do you ever wonder if you know, when they talk about fluoride killing the pineal gland and the pineal gland being the the third eye right. and the knowledge base and the connection to our to our superior being, our creator, this and that, and, and to true knowledge and to insight. And um, it, do, you, do you ever wonder if, like, we're seeing that where you have a conversation with someone, you present them with documented facts on what's really going on, and they refuse to believe it. They lose their mind, and hmm. they and they just stomp off, or just say fuck off, on you know whether it's a, a conversation on social media or in person or whatever it is. And you go, fluoride hit them a little harder than me, I guess. <laughs> well, you I mean, know? I mean that's the thing. We all oftentimes have have our biases that we defend sometimes you know, to our own detriment. You know what I mean? That's why I always try to stay so open on information and stuff. But like I've said before on the show, people aren't looking for information. They're looking for confirmation for what they already believe. And it sucks, man, whether it's fluoride or whether it's just their own ego, their inability to take the ego out of the way. I mean, it just, it's really fucking shit up. And then when you have this, you know, this this supposed option of this, you know, truth and, you know, the internet has opened this world up so almost anybody can get on and talk shit just like we are, you know, people have created certain audiences people have built audiences around the information that they're supposedly bringing that's supposedly truth and sometimes it's absolutely not and then it it just takes us back to fucking square one almost and i think you know sort of moving on to our next subject the, the syria bombings i think that's a huge fucking part of that man i don't again i think trump's is just another level of gangster but it for me when they they raided his lawyer's office and then this happens with the bombings. And I'm telling you what, watching Trump when he interrupted the news, that motherfucker did not look like, uh, that was physically Donald Trump, but he looked like he was doing one of those POW videos. He looked very shook. And it, it's, I don't know, what did they, did they find something in the lawyer's office to say like, dude, here's what the fuck's gonna happen. But like you said, they called ahead. I don't know if it's, I don't know if they called ahead to the, to the Syrians or I posted something on my thing that the, the basically the Russian equivalent of the DOD posted something on Twitter maybe two or three weeks before the alleged chemical thing saying we have intelligence that the rebels, quote unquote, are going to 
uh, the Syrian government is going to use chemical weapons in a false, um, you know what I mean? The rebels are going to use it in a false flag. So I don't know, maybe this we're, we're wise to it and evacuated the necessary facilities or Trump called them ahead of time. I don't know, man. But well, either, either way, there's still, remember. the U S is still couching the narrative in he, he gassed his own people. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, go back two episodes or whatever it was with Diliana Gaitanjeva, where she breaks the fuck down where these chemical weapons came from. Right, right. Well, you if you recall, we called ahead the last time we sent in Tomahawk cruise missiles into that air base. Uh, so um, I'm sure that they called ahead again. I'm sure that, that Trump's people had had called ahead and said, look, this is what's happening. Get your people off uh, out of these out of these facilities. And, and you know. We're just we're just taking out the chemical capabilities, this and that. But you know, the word on the ground from some people is that some some terrorist sites were hit, some some storage facilities, some some terrorist sites. Um, and you even hit. floated that that they were trying to just tease out the last elements of ISIS, that they were trying to bring them out. Yeah, just well, or just smash them and get rid of them once and for all. The 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 last few strongholds of al-Nusra and ISIS. And, you know, we know through several sources, including Diliana Gatanshaiva, who was fired previously for discovering Western Bulgarian-made weapons in terrorist hands, which we know, we, we knew long ago. Right. We knew years ago that McCain went over there and brokered a deal with friggin' terrorists and ISIS and al-Nusra were the ones that got the weapons and, you know, the rest is history. We've talked about this a million times, so we don't have to rehash it. But, when Trump says, you know, I want to get our troops out of there, I want our people out of Syria, I want to end this, and then, what was it, a day later, there's a chemical attack? Right. I mean, that's pure desperation by the establishment, by the deep state, um, the cabal, to keep us there and to do the dirty work for the cabal, and that's all there is to it, and it's, it's, it's garbage. And I think that Trump sees through it, I think Mattis sees through it, and I think that there is some truth. Maybe we did hit some serious, uh, some Syrian locations, some Syria, Syrian government locations, but there were also some facilities that were considered black sites, uh, storage facilities, and potentially terrorist strongholds that that got whacked by these by these missiles. So, um, you know, maybe maybe the the British missiles were aimed at at Assad's people or at his facilities, but ours were aimed differently. I don't know. Um, but that's, that's the talk. That's what's going right. on. And there were zero casualties reported, um, from Syrian government. Supposedly which, they took down like 30% of them. You know, I forget their anti or anti uh, missile stuff took out quite a few. Well, there would, those would have been Russian anti, uh, yeah. Anti missile systems, um, that, w that would have knocked those down because I, I, you know, I doubt Syria had developed those on their own. I know that Russia had planned quite a while back to install those in different locations around around at least Damascus and a couple other places. Yeah, to, I was listening to, to uh, former former guest Sonny Puzikas uh, the other day on his Facebook Live video, and he said that's pretty much what that those were Russian Russian anti aircraft and anti uh, anti missile systems, and they're right. supposed to be getting a newer version soon. So I just you know you. When you watch mainstream news, and now the follow-up talk is, you know, num number one, there's some idiots on there going, he did not have a right to strike Syria and all this other stuff, um, which, look, I, I'm along Rand Paul's line of thinking that, you know, there's some people going, it, w it wasn't an act, or it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't a declaration of war, it was a mission. Well, by those standards, Pearl Harbor was just a mission, right? Yeah, that, that parsing of uh, hairs, you, that, that's what pisses me off. I mean, yeah, when you when you send missiles in and blow the shit out of somebody's city uh, of a sovereign nation, that's an act of war. Right. OK, you need Congress to be able to do that. The 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 only way I would agree with having Trump do this is if Assad and Putin and Trump were all on the same page and we're saying, listen, this is what's going on. We need to hit these chemical sites at the, the these uh, black sites, these terrorist storage facilities and we need to hit the terrace and we're going to hit a couple of your facilities so get your people out of there we, you know we're going to cover up a little bit and and do some stuff look whether that's true or not we're not sure but but there's an awful lot of people uh, that's that seem to have one eye and half a brain that are talking that way so um that's that's all i'm saying 
Yeah, I mean, it's always, you know, the grand chessboard is always interesting to watch play out. I just, it just pisses me off that, you know, the mainstream media, I mean, regardless of, of whatever kind of 4D chess that they are playing, <clears throat> it's, you know, they're still saying he gasses on people. You know, the white fucking helmets got a got an Oscar for a documentary. I mean, the full-on psyop that, that, that's just being like, you know, you've seen the shit I posted. The guy's taking Instagram pictures or, you know, videos of children, chill, little kids in schools or whatever they are, pretending like they're fucking dry heaving and, and convulsing and a doctor's treating him. And then a few minutes later, they all clap and stand up because they did such a great fucking job. I mean, the the wicked, wicked psyop is in full effect. And for me, it's still, what, what however they couch this dude, limited strike or whatever, this is just delaying the inevitable. Wesley Clark said it in whatever year that fucking was, dude. Five countries in seven years, it's taken them longer, or whatever it was, seven and five years, it's taken them longer, but Syria's always going to be on the table because as, we, as we're going to talk, I mean, I wanted to ask you, what do you think this is really about, bro? I mean, we've talked about pipelines and this and that. This isn't about terror. You know what I mean? This grand chessboard is never about what they say it is. It's always about natural resources, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think's really fucking going on in Syria? Why, why they got such a hard-on for it? Well, I think there's a combination of things, to be honest with you. Obviously, it's resources of nations. That's what's going on in Africa. That's what's going on here in the Middle East. Um, but I think, I think it's an even bigger picture. When you look at, and we're going to talk about Agenda 21, Agenda 21 basically um, is the central control of all the people on the planet from national to state to local level. Um, and you see it with roundabouts all of a sudden popping up in Iowa. You see it with uh, you know, the things that they're making farmers do to their fields and, and some, some other, and, but ultimately it's about transferring the wealth of American citizens to the citizens of the world in, in uh, poverty stricken places. It's basically to equal out the playing field for everyone globally and make us all basically, basically put us all in poverty is what this is about. Under the guise of sustainable us, development, they say. And yes. And, and to make us dependent upon that, that new God that is, that is the UN, right? Um, the globalists. So, Trump has obviously put a wrench in, in those plans. He's done quite a bit of damage to that um, by lowering our taxes, by, by doing some other things, by, by not working with the UN, by pulling money out of, of global organizations, by pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord, many other things, um, you know, saying, you know, you can kiss our ass. We're not we're, – <laughs> we're, in, we're in this for America, okay? We're not, we're not in this for you guys. Um, you guys need to take care of your own. And, uh, you know, but, but it is, it's ultimately about preparing America for poverty and controlling us. And, and also, you know, there's much talk about in agenda 21 is basically get everyone out of the rural areas and into cities. And then they can basically have their control of the resources, all the food, right? A technocracy, um, if you will. It, uh, Bill well, Gates there's is already, there's, there's yeah. already massive corporate farming going on all over the world. It's going on here in Iowa. So we hear about you know, the smart city Bill Gates is building in Arizona. I I wouldn't doubt it. I, I have not I have not looked into that yet. Yeah, I'll sh I'll show it to you afterwards. But <clears throat> again, you know the grand chessboard. You know I I think what's going on in Syria is you ca you have a pretty serious fight going on with the people who who are who have maintained what we have known as the U.S. petrodollar up until this point, who want pipelines and oil and certain resources flowing in the direction they want it to. And I'm telling you, man, the 10 trillion pound elephant in the room is China. I've talked about it all the time on this show with ASEAN and other things. China's right. one belt, one road policy runs through Syria as well. And they're basically, they romanticize creating, you know, re-modernizing the old Silk Road from, you know, hundreds of years ago. But they're modernized it to, to create roads, railways, and maritime routes that pretty much lock down global trade. And then they have the, the pearl necklace, I think it's called the pearl necklace thing around the Indian Ocean and the South China Sea, where they have uh, bases in like Djibouti, Sri Lanka, where they have military, which then guards these these trade routes. And I'm telling you, they're, they're not too far off. And I, you look at the big hits we had in the stock market, two days before China, I mean, the ramifications of this is absolutely huge, ladies and gentlemen. China announced their Petro Schwan which is basically away from 
the U.S. petrodollar. The U.S. petrodollar right. has been the global standard of currency since, I believe, the, well, since Bretton Woods in the 40s, but as it relates to oil in the 70s when Kissinger worked out the deal with the Saudis. When right. you have China, the largest consumer and importer of oil now, now trading their oil in their gold-backed currency, brother, this mm-hmm. is an absolute game changer. And with all of that stuff, now Trump wants to supposedly jump back into TPP. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this is the next phase and that the more we isolate our see and this is the slippery slope trump wants to almost get in that isolationist america first but that's almost what's allowing china to grow in the way that they are you know what i mean we're staying well, i mean to a certain extent i think that that trump basically is saying you know we're going to get back in tpp but under but under our own you know rules but he's do, he's doing I, it now because he see i mean he probably knew before but you you have to see this behemoth that is the one belt one road policy you're talking about from the coast of china running rails all the way into europe you know what i mean and then you know all throughout asia all throughout like i said the maritime routes in the indian ocean it is absolutely huge i mean china runs our ports here in long beach china runs oh, china runs the panama canal i mean right. this is the the, the move the creation of the Petro Juan, ladies and gentlemen, is an absolute game changer. It's not going to happen overnight, well, and, and but it's changing the game bigly. I think that India is going to have something to say about that because that that all of that has to run through that that contested area between those two nations, and they've already had skirmishes there. And I think that that potentially turns into you know all out war. I mean, anything to stop them, and, and it's. It's central banking-backed nations and central bankers doing their best to stop this BRIC nation movement with this gold-backed Chinese note well, is what it is. And, and I and actually... That, that's, that's, so that's the thing that's scary is that guarantees a global war. I, I started readings of Big New Brzezinski's The Grand Chessboard again, and he had stated in the first chapter they do anything they can to keep a Eurasian behemoth from usurping and taking over the United States. And this is, I mean, it's, it's, hap- it's taken a while, but I think, I mean, you, you, you will always have the United States, I think, of course, but I cannot underestimate, not that I'm an economist, but just knowing how significant the U.S. petrodollar has been since, the, like I said, the 70s. The fact that, I mean, see, look at look at, um, look at at Saddam Hussein, wanted to start trading his oil in euros. Look what happened to him. Look at Gaddafi, wanted to start trading his oil in, I think it was the dinar or some new kind of African currency. Look at what happened to him. So China, I mean, they can't just go in and fucking just take out China like that. But I mean... Pfft. They're doing the same thing, and it is going to undermine the U.S. dollar big time. I mean, some of these hits we've gotten in this chi- this trade war has a lot to do with this announcement of the Chinese Petro Chuan. I, like I said, man, it's it's going to come down to. I, just be happy that you're moving away from St. Louis because St. Louis is probably going to get hit. <laughs> I mean, big cities in general, ladies and gentlemen, people need to get. And I know it sounds somewhat doom and gloomish, but we should always already have these skills. We should become more self-sufficient. We should know how to field dress a deer. We should know how to, you know, create our own food from from sowing it to from, I was germinating to consumption. I mean, we should know how to be taking care of ourselves on a and not be so dependent because like well, the, who was it that who was it at the uh, it was a uh, uh, like I forget what organization it was. It was Black Americans. Um, in a big conference, and there was a board of, of folks sitting up up front, and one of them, I believe, I mean, I don't follow the pop music or rap music R and B scene at all. I don't, I mean, I I don't even listen to music that much anymore. Um, but one gentleman that was sitting up front basically said the same thing that you're saying. He said they were talking about, you know, for he goes, look, man, he goes, black people have been talking about a revolution in this country. For how many decades? He goes, raise your hands. How many of you guys um, truly know how to fish? How many of you guys know how to catch a fish? Oh, you're talking about goes, yeah, Killer Mike. I wanted to get. I've okay, asked to yeah, get him on the show. Was. Yeah. And he goes, he, he goes, how many of you know how to you know uh, clean a deer? How, how many of you? How many of you know how to hunt or do any of this stuff? That and you're and you're. He goes, you're not ready for anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. And that's the same thing for white America. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of white Americans that are farmers and stuff like that that hunt and fish. And I, of course, I um, certainly know how to fish. I can hunt hunt decent, but I can I can catch fish in a fucking mud puddle. So, um, you know, but yeah, that's the thing is most Americans are completely helpless. And I, I had a conversation with a guy today on Facebook Messenger. 
he lives in Kansas and he's a, he's a true country boy. And, uh, he's talking about the Chinese, you know, being basically paper tigers and this and that. And I go, dude, I don't think you realize, uh, the situation, you know, I don't think you realize that they're building islands right now to right. turn them into military bases. I don't think you've heard of one belt, one road. I don't, I don't think you understand that there's 50 million Chinese men that will never get married. So what do you do with them? You turn those guys into soldiers and you invade places if you have to and and just tear shit up and, or have the building know, shit <laughs> right right so it's you know it is what it is but china is china is growing fast in military might and of course their economy is is massive and, and it has overtaken ours actually yeah without a doubt and like i said you know that's it's not going to change the the game is not going to change overnight because you know the whole thing didn't start overnight but you know the the Chinese Schwan, man, it's it's going to be enormous. It's going to be enormous. We'll have to just keep our eye on the value of the dollar. And you know, I, again, I, I, this is this is the more macro analysis, in my opinion. So we could talk right, left, and the political football. But I think this is kind of the larger thing that's going on in 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 between all of that. As this as this as China grows, as we obviously are going to, you know, something's going to happen in in uh, Syria, and then you have Russia, and then you have China saying they're going to back Russia. What do you see? What do you see going on, Champ? Long term, not just long term. I mean, short term uh, to create the long term vision we spoke of. Are they going to invade? Are they going to just occasionally do more false flags? I mean, they can't keep doing this for for much longer. The white hats have been exposed. These videos are coming out of them falsifying these things. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I mean, look. Number one, Russia can't allow Syria to be overthrown because. Russia delivers natural gas to a massive amount of people in Europe. Okay, so Russia has a vested. That's that's why Russia is is fighting so hard to not allow those those pipelines to come through from Saudi Arabia and Qatar through Syria. There, when I look at it, when you look at the map of the Middle East, there are ways that you can run those pipelines where you don't have to go through Syria. Obviously, it makes it longer, but. Um, you could do it. So it's, it's, I, I think it's bullshit, you know, that they have to destroy an entire nation, but I don't think that's what it's about. I think it's about what we already talked about, the resources, but it's also about, I think, displacing millions of people into other nations yes. and crumbling and, uh, and, and putting a burden on the social programs of other nations, Western nations, so heavily that they collapse and that's where agenda 21 comes in again right agreed yeah that's again i think that's the longer term and i think that's a perfect analysis too people give these are these are these are evil people i mean when you think about the people that started agenda 21 marie strong who was part of the chicago climate exchange bullshit um and uh he was former un guy uh the clinton global initiative was all part of that and still is um that what's that what's that evil socialist international founder's name that chick grow heart whatever her last name is i'm not it um, I don't know. some some uh i don't know some some crazy german chick um these these are the types of people they're they're you know self-avowed socialists and communists that want complete total control of the globe and its resources and of all the people so you know that's that's what we're dealing with. These people are the ones that were the the maestros, the the designers, the engineers of this whole fucking program. And you know, imagine just imagine those few people at the UN controlling what America does with its resources, what America does with its croplands, um, who gets to farm, who gets to who gets to stay. Who's right. forced to move right. uh, when they when they start you know forcing us and writing new laws and and taking land from people and everything else that's that's what's going on so it's it is all about to well, the extent many believe it's it's move everyone into the cities um, like rats just just pack them in man well I mean that's I think what kind of larger thing too the technocracy that they're creating you know they want to kind of for lack of a better term metaphorically or physically tag you give you a smartphone so they can track everything you do give you your nano medicine that tells you when to take you know what I mean really have you locked into the world of of AI and fucking Sophia but another part of this that you've talked about too man Syria Syria didn't want the central banks in their country and the central banks throughout history are the ones that 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 give money to both sides just so they can you know kill a shitload of people and just make more money 
Well, think about it, though. Here's the thing. Can the central banks now bank with both sides if there's a war with China and Russia against, well, and I'm sure that Pakistan would probably jump on Russia and China's side. India would probably end up on our side. Oh, like you said, protect, China's hugely invested in Pakistan right no, now. These are, these are all nuclear uh, nuclear um, capable countries. Yep. Uh, both Pakistan and India have, have nukes also. But, um, you know, when you, when you see it all being mapped out and how it's, how it's playing out, it's, it's a bit troubling. I mean, Trump is, I'm telling you, I think Trump is doing things masterfully. I think what he is doing is, is, but look at what I sent you today, bro. Look at what I sent you today about, about George Soros backing Jared Kushner's start, his initial real estate startup. Yeah, but none of that, there, there's some people saying that that's true and some saying it's not. So, you know, I can't, I certainly can't base that, you know, I can't sit there and say that that's fact. I could say that that's a possibility and we need to look deeper into it. But um, if if Trump, I, I think Trump's the guy he said he is. I think Trump is ju- genuinely trying to get things done. He's He is he is riding a fine line. He is, um, this is a balancing act that he and his people are, are, uh, I mean, look at look at Bolton comes in and then this happens. I was just thinking that. I knew you I were going to say that. I mean, I, it's I like between Bolton coming in and the FBI raiding his lawyer's office and this motherfucker getting up there looking like you know a POW victim giving a giving a speech. I just I don't know, man. I mean, this is why we host the conspiracy farm. We we get to float all these different hypotheses and theories, but I, I just don't know, man. I well, but here here's the thing. When was the last time uh, the FBI raided a president's attorney's exactly. office? Exactly. Okay, so but here's the thing. So many, I think so many laws were broken by doing that, okay, without Cohen and Trump knowing it was coming and okaying it for the purpose of the FBI taking their investigation of the Russian who paid Trump $150,000 for some short video speech, okay, Trump talked for five or ten minutes on a video speech to, to a corporate group in Russia, um, and got 150k. That same Russian that paid Trump paid Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, 25 million dollars. Okay, so when those files um, are pulled by the FBI, then they have to continue their investigation of that Russian and his involvement in business with Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Global Initiative, the the Clinton Foundation, the DNC, and everything else that's that that went on. Okay, so I think that there's more to it. I think that I try to look. Under the surface of the waves, you know, most most people. You have uh, to. I mean, you can't. Yeah. Well, yeah. You you and I look. We'll look deeper into things, and that's where I'm looking. That that I'm I'm telling you, man. I think the Clinton investigation. When they said that they are, you know, when they announced that they were investigating the Clinton Foundation and all that sort of stuff, this is all part of it, dude. This is this is what we're seeing. This is all part of it. This is a masterful job of smoke and mirrors by Trump and by Mueller, by all of these people, by Mattis uh, commanding, you know, forces to hit certain sites that, well, aren't being reported they got hit, but they got hit, right? Yeah, I mean, I was hearing today supposedly 24,000 unsealed indictments up to, you know, that's what it's up to now. And I, I, again, I've said it in other episodes, I don't know if this is just fucking hope porn, because I've now heard shit about Michael Horowitz, how he's he's compromised and he's actually deep state. I mean, because I've spoken many times on Michael Horowitz's, he was appointed by Obama and his inspector general report is going to supposedly really put a lot of this shit on blast. But then I'm hearing he's compromised, too. So, again, there's it's so much mis- and disinformation out there. Don't, you only really know until the shit happens. But again, like you said, you, you always have to look at a deeper look deeper and not the surface horse shit that they're giving us because I mean Trump had to know what he was getting into, dude. He had to know what he was getting into. He's been around the Clintons, he's been around all these people. He knew what he was getting into with these people. He knew the fight that was coming. I mean he just doesn't you know, I I heard one of his speeches just a week ago and he goes, Look, he goes what you're seeing on the news is not what's happening. He goes, we are hitting the deep state. We are hitting the deep state hard. We are dismantling these people. And he's laughing. He's cool as a cucumber. 
Um, I mean, because the last few weeks, all we've heard about is really Stormy fucking Daniels. Like the Russian collusion thing really just got shat all over. And then all they have now is some, you know, sexual impropriety or whatever the porn star, whatever, whoever, whatever Stormy is. I don't know what the fuck she is, but I mean, that's that's where they're at now. It's like the shit was all over 60 minutes, et cetera, et cetera. Jeff, which Jeff is which uh, which um, Trump is getting a divorce? Yeah, I heard I heard the Don Jr. is that was announced right after the Stormy Daniels stuff, dude. Is that true? Well, Don Jr. is getting a divorce. His wife's filed for divorce. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. You, do you see? Do you, do you see President Trump getting a divorce? Well, shit. He would, no, <laughs> he's not getting a divorce. You right? can't really leave the president so, in office. This isn't House of Cards and shit. So, so was it? Was it? Was it Papa having his attorney pay off Stormy Daniels because because Don Jr. was the one that did it? Right. I mean, my my point is that that that's where we're at, dude. That's where the fuck we're at. We're at, you know, we're we're on some TMZ shit as opposed to like this <laughs> twenty minutes ago our conversation. I'm you just know, saying, China. dude. No, I'm, I'm just with saying, you. I'm there's with so you. many smoke and mirrors going on, and Trump, Trump is. I'm telling you, dude. They, it's happened over and over and over, and you know it has. And you're sitting there already going. Man, they raided his attorney's <laughs> office. They, oh, they got him by the balls. Oh, they're making him bomb friggin' Syria and all this other shit, dude. Next week, you know the worm's gonna turn again, and Trump's gonna be laughing at him. Well, Trump, I mean, look at like Trump I, is setting these people up. Look at I t- uh, the last our last few episodes, and I even told you this off air. I'm like, let's pull back from this horse shit for a little while. This, I mean, because the whole conversation was getting so convoluted. That's why it was great to have on Dave Clark, Randall Carlson, etc. But it's like you know, I, I just kind of wanted to wait it out because. I mean, I'm sort of wanting to just wait it out because there's so much horse shit out there. You could be absolutely right, and this could be one of the sickest fucking stings we've ever seen in the history of the world. Or he could be completely compromised, kicking the can down the road, pimping this hope porn left and fucking right, and then nothing ever happens. We see no real perp walks, 21,000 unsealed indictments of just you know, just random people, not nobody big. That's what could possibly happen as well. We will see. We will fucking see, man. I, you know, hope springs eternal. We are seeing politicians getting busted for human trafficking. You got Paul Ryan resigning. He said that. Paul Ryan resigning. There's a lot of people. A lot of resignations. Again. And we said uh, that last summer, brother. Fucking maybe it was, maybe it was like, we're going to see some deaths and some early resignations. And we've seen hundreds of resignations. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tons of CEOs, tons of CEOs are, even politicians not, who aren't running again. Right. A lot of them. A lot of them. But like I said, they have to start with the low-hanging fruit when it comes to these indictments. And these indictments are being served on people um, who are, you know, look at they, they just took over control of, of Backpage.com, right? Well, t- t- tell me that. I heard about that. I saw that in the news, and I, uh, I haven't been as on shit as I should be lately. But what is that? I saw that. The guy, the guy that, that um, started Backpage.com, that guy worked um, closely with the DNC. He did a ton of stuff with them. I mean, he he got an award from President Obama. I'm I'm almost 100 percent sure. Um, so these these guys uh, just got busted, just got arrested, and uh, Backpage.com was you know a lot of human trafficking and child child trafficking and all kinds of stuff was going on on this thing. What was and what was it supposed to be about? What was Backpage's? I mean, was it like was, a Craigslist thing? Oh shit! Really? Yeah, so so basically there was, uh, I think, um, some sort of special area um, that only certain people knew how to get to when it came to human trafficking, child sex, all this other stuff. Um, wow. So that so anyway, it got seized. Those guys got arrested, and uh, I, I believe that they did not have. Um, I, I don't believe that they're even able to bond out. I think that they're, I think they're being held. They're not. Thank They're not God. getting out. Well, so, then you see one of the stars of Smallville got pinched in, out in L.A. for being a part of some huge. The chick, right? Yeah. Yeah, for friggin' uh, it was a, a sex ring, right? Yeah. Sex slave ring? Yep. Making these uh, young girls who were wanted to be stars in Hollywood friggin' uh, perform sexual acts with with uh with these people so there's some that that wine that weinstein shit was just a symbolic takedown that was not low fat hanging fruit that was big shit but that was kind of the quiet the storm for a minute but that shit is so prolific i've tried i hit up cory cory uh feldman i don't know if i told you that yeah i saw that he hit me back and and politely declined because he said he was promoting his movie i'm like brother we're fucking in over 120 countries what better spot and like and we had on craig sawman sawyer i'm like we're talking human trafficking and pedophilia and all that other shit but I guess he wants to do more PR stunts where he pretends he gets right, right. stabbed. 
Well, you know, and we had Sonny Pozikas on and talked about the organ trafficking. And just yeah. today I posted on my Facebook page that 18,000 children have had their organs Jesus harvested in, in Syria. 18,000 children. And then we go on to Yemen. In, in the last, what, four million, years? It was in the last like few years, right? Right. And there's a million people who suddenly come down with cholera in in Yemen and hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of children have been stolen out of the hospitals there uh, when the parents took them in. So, um, look, this is all verified. This is all true. This is not, this is not made up shit people. This is real stuff. 18,000 children. Look, I've got a 15 year old daughter, a 13 year old daughter and a four year old daughter and 18,000 children have had their organs harvested from their bodies. How many of those organs ended up in St. Jude's? And that's you know? just Syria. That's just right. Syria. Right. Not to mention the other, the other nations around the world uh, in Africa and other places of poverty when they're just just taking these kids and, and doing this. And that's, and honestly, bro, when, when I, I didn't hear Trump's announcement to the world, but somebody texted me and said, we're bombing Syria. And I was so fucking upset, man. And when I hear this, I part of me thinks about whose side is Trump on and all that shit. But I just literally, bro, I think about... I think about all the wars, quite frankly. I think about the little girl in Vietnam running down the road with fucking her skin hanging off her body because she got hit with napalm. I think about, you know, with the site, the number you decided. It's like war is a motherfucker in so many of these times, man. It just does not have to fucking happen. It's well, always these assholes behind the scenes from the central bankers who want to fund both fucking sides down to the fucking boots on the ground. <clears throat> in the media who help perpetuate this shit that right. i just it fucking sickens me to no end dude and it, it, I, I know we're not gonna fucking change the world and this shit's been going on a very long time but i you know i implore people to to fucking just kind of wake the fuck up and recognize that man we're being lied to and some dark fucking evil shit is happening because of our acquiescence and allowing this shit to happen man well Here's the thing. Um, look, I support Trump. I, I do still believe that he's doing the right thing for America. I think that he's doing the right thing globally. I think that he truly is fighting the deep state. I think he's fighting the global cabal. Um, Somebody's trying you know, to holler so, at you, bro. Yeah, it's 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 never ending. Um, I think that Trump is truly, truly trying. I, I really do. And I think that you know, if if what he's doing in Syria is correct, what I, what I'm hearing in terms of, you know, simply attacking the terrorists and getting rid of them and just, you know, I mean, is there a, a some sort of deal going on between he and Putin to go after these globalists? And then once once these globalists are taken down, then it's, you know, I mean, is the is that then some sort of of new world order? Is it now? The, the the Trump family and the Putin family that control the control the world, potentially they could be doing it for diabolical purposes. But well, we'll see if but, if, if Russia starts but, but trading their oil. Like, if Russia starts trading their oil in fucking Chinese Yuan, then we know the answer to that question. Well, yeah, of course, of course. But um, look, Trump has mentioned several times. He even said it a couple times during during his campaign that he wanted to leave the central bank, kill the Fed, right. We need a we need a gold back dollar again, right? Well, I mean, they That's all say kinda, shit during if, during if, campaign if every, mode. Look, look, if every nation had a you know some sort of financial system that was backed by something tangible, all independent financial, uh, you know, their, their own their own monetary system, there's there can still be trade. So that's where these fucking people who think that globalism is great, all these all these lemmings out there. Who think that we all should be, you know, uh, one one currency, one digital currency, this and that? No, that's when a few people truly do control us. Yeah, Every country sure. should have its own currency backed by something tangible, and we can still trade. And we can do the math on the trade. Okay, my dollar's worth a little bit more than your, whatever it is. For now, know you've Fuck got. For now, but dude. We're but, but we're still able to trade stuff, guys. Yeah. We're still able to do this. Okay. So, you know, that's that's the thing that pisses me off the most is people not just understanding that simple concept. Oof, man, if I could just I wish I had the fucking DeLorean, dude, I would love to just like 10 years, even 10 years from now. Like what the fuck this shit going to look like 15? 
I think I honestly think, man, and we've talked about this on the show before. We're not even in the middle. We're maybe getting past the middle, but we're just in the middle of this like larger plan. And it it's just it's wild to see this whole thing fucking play out because history, you know, when you know, when I heard Trump the other fucking night, it just reminded me of Lyndon Johnson. I even posted that on my Facebook page. Lyndon Johnson, you know, saying, hey, we got to go to war in Vietnam because we were attacked on the high seas of Gulf of Tonkin. I mean, you can almost transpose each of these fucking guys, you know, it's speech oh, to get us into yeah, war. It's, it's you know? over and over and over again. And, and uh, them using, I don't know if people have seen this, the, 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 the Gulf War when they used the Kuwaiti ambassador to the U.S.'s daughter. She was crying. Oh, talk yeah, about Iraq pulling babies out of, out of incubators. incubators. I mean, it's just there's no fucking end, man. There's just no end. And just think about all the people who have died for these fucking lies. You know what I mean? It, it's it's insane. It just it boggles so now, my fucking now, mind. Here's the thing. So when I was that was 1990, 1991, when Saddam Hussein supposedly invaded Kuwait, correct? Yeah. My fucking big bro, so, shout out to Lance Wilson. He's a fucking Marine Corps infantry man, dude. Tip of the spear and went into that shit. I know, I know. And here's the thing. Think about this now. This might blow your mind, buddy. Think about all the false flags that we have, you know, through our research uncovered, right? Um, Gulf of Tonkin, you know, these these white helmets in Syria, these these false chemical attacks or chemical not false chemical attacks but false flag attacks perpetrated by someone other than Assad's government Assad's troops and so on down the line what's to say that all those tanks you saw on the newscast sitting outside that hotel in Kuwait City now I've been to Kuwait I've been to Kuwait City I stayed in the hotel that that film was taken out of the front windows of with all those tanks where there were artillery rounds and small small arms fire that the the marks on the walls the concrete walls were still visible when i stayed in that hotel in kuwait city right okay um who's to say that those weren't that 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 whole thing wasn't a false flag was that even saddam hussein's people or were those people in uniforms made to look like iraqi soldiers in some old freaking russian soviet era tanks blowing the shit out of kuwait city and and making it look like an actual invasion was happening. I don't know. Dude, there there's stories of back in the day of fucking Dick Cheney and his evil ass going taking doctored photos into whomever he had to joint chiefs or whomever he had to show these photos to of digitally uh, manufactured photos of uh, Iraqi tanks on the Saudi border. They're like, dude, we have to fucking do this because they're on their border about to invade Saudi Arabia. I guess that was a part of the horse shit that, that drummed up the whole war thing. But at the end of the day, dude, it was always a fucking lie. We gave we gave Saddam Hussein permission. Hey, dude, I'm going to go take this fucking oil in Iraq. Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. We made Saddam Hussein for fuck's sake. We trained him to fucking kill the uh, Iraqi president in whatever year that was. He failed, but he was our fucking dude. We created that fucker. And they're like, yeah, go go invade, uh, you know, Kuwait. And then when he did, you know, Bush went on there and gave his little horse shit speech. It's I just I just tire of this, bro. I just I'm, I'm glad yeah. we get to do now, this the, show. And but the, and you know, and, and what I'm saying is, is that I in no way, shape, or form am I saying that that was a uh, a false flag attack by, you know, false Iraqi troops because obviously there was the no, the I'm sure highway of misery with thousands yeah. upon thousands of vehicles that got crushed by our gunships. Convoy of else. death. So, you know, I, I, I'm just throwing things out there just to make people think that and understand that, you know, it's there's a lot of false flag stuff that goes on. And it is, I think, 100 percent true in the case of Syria. It certainly was in the uh, case of Gulf Tonk, Gulf of Tonkin um, for Vietnam. You know, so the fucking main to get us into the Spanish American War. We knew the right? Japanese were coming in World War Two. I mean, it just. You know, we can get into nine eleven another time, but I mean, dude, we didn't, it, know, we didn't we didn't know the Japanese were coming. The British knew that they were. Coming. <clears throat> well, I've I've read reports of, of I've I've read reports that certain certain top naval cats knew that that shit was coming, and there were subs that that uh, that picked up whatever. It's again, it's uh, war is a fucking machine, dude. It's Nudley Butler. But before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, because I know we're just uh, cheering everybody up with this awesome fucking conversation of how the war machine gets down. But you know, I want Patrick, man, if you don't mind, dude, you had an opportunity to speak this week at uh, a, a, a conference in, in Iowa talking about the opioid crisis, man. I mean, this is 
and we're going to do a show on this too. I think we absolutely need to, Pat. The numbers are just staggering. You're talking about the the whole Vietnam War deaths in one year for last however many years uh, due to the opioid crisis, man. Talk about what you what you talked about and um, how fucking heavy this shit is, man. And I saw you posted something the other day. A, a fucking cop touched some fentanyl and he had to get the Narcan thing. I think he either touched it or just accidentally breathed in some dust when he opened the baggie and it, it, it OD'd him instantly and they friggin' had to hit him with the Narcan, yeah, and, and bring him back to life. So, you know, I had, you know, through my work with just hanging out and becoming friends with... Turn that fucker off. <laughs> We're going to get comments right. like, can Pat please turn off his fucking phone? Dude, I, I know, I know. But listen, listen, here's the thing. Um, in, in my friendship with David Clark, you know, he's a guy that, that, uh, is an, an amazing ultra runner and we've had him on this show, but we have had him on here, haven't we? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. So anyway, um, David was, you know, a 320 pound alcoholic addicted to opioids. He'd eat handfuls of them at a time. And, um, through his sobriety, he's decided to, you know, that's part of his fight with the opioid and heroin addiction and the, the the nightmare that's going on around the country. Um, that's when I first really became kind of more aware that it was a, a really a true problem, right? Fucking epidemic, and, dude. And when I think in retrospect, the crazy thing is, is that my two oldest brothers who both committed suicide, um, were both addicted to painkillers and heroin. And yeah. I sit there and I think, shit, that was two early victims in all of this, right? Yeah. And the heroin's been killing people for decades. For sure. The accessibility now is just uh, fucking insane. Right, but now that they're cutting it with fentanyl, now now it's mass mass killing. I mean, people are dropping left and right. Um, there's tons of ODs here in the Quad Cities alone, let alone every other city around the country. But you know, you sit there and you say it, it's like the the number of deaths is like twenty one nine elevens happening a year. Yeah, right. That's the number of people that are dying. Um, eight 747s a month crashing that are completely full. Um, that's the number of people that are dying. 95% of all people that get addicted to heroin die from it. One way or another, they end up dead. They never get the monkey off their back. Did you, get, did you get an age demographic? Because they're starting earlier and earlier, and they're dying younger and younger. I didn't, I, I, I didn't really, but you know, the thing that, the thing that uh, you know, scared me, too, is... You know, one of the police officers that was there, who's in the narcotics division. You know, they they have to they have to take a different approach right now because it's, you know, they're sitting there saying, "Look, we want people to call the police to come and get these people um, when they're potentially ODing." You know, people aren't calling because they're worried they're going to get arrested. Yeah, and and they're like, "That's not the way we're we're treating this anymore. We we need to get there and get Narcan in their nostrils, and, and save these people and and get them to treatment." And many times it's it's the mental health side that will take them quicker. So they have to go that route. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's just this, this huge war that's going on. And I just, you know, listen to a doctor talk about a commission, the, the joint commission that they're the ones that are responsible for all of this. The, the commission that basically, um, gives hospital accreditation to open their doors to begin with have a rule and it's called the fifth sense rule. And the, 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 and you've been asked it if you've been to a hospital and everybody listening has been to a hospital has been asked the same question from one to 10, how much pain are you in? And they give you something for the pain, right? <laughs> right. The commission for a, for a hospital to even keep its doors open has to do that and has to prescribe a certain amount of painkiller to people <sighs> per year or they get their doors closed. So this commission is solely responsible for this fucking nightmare that is destroying so many lives around this country every year. Wow. So that's, that commission needs to be investigated. Um, the people on that commission need to be investigated. And we need to, do an, uh, we need to have guests on um, that are knowledgeable about this subject yeah. to the point where we can, we can truly educate um, our listeners on on this nightmare and and the corruption that is going on in the pharmaceutical industry and with this commission and other groups yeah because i mean i think that's a huge deal man even even when we talked about the shooting stuff the overprescription of so many of these drugs is such a huge part of this and of course we could talk about processed foods and diet and all that other stuff but 
<clears throat> I mean, these things are actually changing your brain chemistry and you know the, the epidemic that has been wrought from, from not only That's oxygen. the thing. That's the thing. When you talk about brain chemistry, it is, you know, for anybody that's listening, what is it that you like to do, say one or two or three things that you truly love to do that gives you pleasure, that releases those chemicals in your brain? Right? <laughs> well, yeah. But to where you have that, that feeling of true pleasure. And now understand that, you know, these opioids and heroin do the same thing to your brain to where eventually you just, you've dumped so much of this chemical that you no longer look at anything you love to do and you yeah. care. It you damages your, your, I think they call it your rewards receptors. You're like, yeah, it's, it's uh, your serotonin. I don't even know if it's serotonin, but your reward receptors get fried because you just over inundate them with those chemicals. Right, right. So it's, you know, it's, it's, um, the numbers are just, I mean, I just, when I hear 60,000, I, I can't, the yeah, Vietnam War in one year. 65,000 last year, so that's, what, 10,000 more than the Vietnam War? The Vietnam was 58,000. 58, so, you know. And so. that's not even counting, you know, there were just as many of those heroin overdoses when they came home, too. So heroin's right. been around for a while, man. I just, yeah, it, yeah. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with this, Patrick J. Militich. We need we need some more love in the club or something, dude. We're, we well, that's the thing, you know. That's that's the point that I was bringing up. Is look, you know, um, you and I host a podcast. You're, you know, you you are an actor. You also do a lot of other things. You're a versatile human being. You know, I I've, I've done you know a lot of different jobs in my life. Um, there were police officers sitting on this on at this town hall up at the table with me in front of the crowd there was uh, medical professionals there were um gosh there were counselors there were you know other people who who were well versed with this disease and my thing was is i said you know people need to seek happiness one way or another that's how we that's how we change this for the most part is that we have to educate people and what i used to tell my fighters is look fighting is what you do it's not who you are okay when when fighting's gone and you're no longer who you thought you were, um, you never were, you never found yourself to begin with. Right. right. So you're, you're not, you're not Jeff, the actor. You're not Jeff, the podcast host. You're not Jeff, this Jeff, that you're Jeff, you're Jeff, my friend, you're Jeff right. who obviously you're, you've, you've dove into yourself enough to find yourself. You know, I've had to do that. You know, everybody needs to do that. David Clark is the greatest example I've ever seen of someone who's done that. Yeah. Um, to reverse his life completely. And that's, that's what I told the crowd is the only people who have made it out the other side of this addiction are people who chose happiness, right? And, and to, like you said, to not to not attach yourself to it. You know what I mean? It's not your life. It, it's not your overall life. We're all, however you want to phrase it, children of God, stardust, you know, infinite loving consciousness. That's, that's our life situation is our job, our relationship or whatever. So when they end... The more attachment, and that's just basic Eastern philosophy, the more attached we are to it, the more suffering we have. And that's essentially what we talked about with Dave Clark, too. And I, I think I think we should all kind of take more of that and stop um, defining ourselves externally and by our you know immediate circumstances, et cetera. It's, it's, all, it's all a material world, right? It's, you know, what kind of car do I drive? What kind right. of house do I live in? You know, what kind of clothes do I wear? Dude, I shop at Goodwill. Damn straight. Come on. Damn straight. You know, I've gotten I, some I fly my, shit at Goodwill. I want my kids to have nice stuff, but I don't give a shit. I, <laughs> I fucking go to Goodwill. I don't give a fuck. If Hell yeah. That's awesome. Me. Look, I mean, I the only thing I think about is, God, I hope somebody doesn't recognize me and think I'm an asshole because I've maybe got enough money to buy a new pair of jeans, but I just don't want to fucking buy a new pair of jeans because I don't care. Right. No, that's... I don't care. I don't, dude, I don't care if there's a stain on my shirt or a hole in it or... They're, my shoes are ratty. I just don't give a fuck. That's the cool, like, interesting. You should, see, you should see what I wear for shoes half the time. I'm in jeans when I'm doing a broadcast. I wear a, you know, a, a suit coat and a dress shirt that, luckily, Gentleman's Cooperative was kind enough to friggin' give to me for for whoop, my whoop. broadcast. But my jeans have holes in them, and I got friggin' ratty ass running shoes on. You know, <laughs> perception so is reality, right? You look good. <laughs> well, that's, that's what, awesome. you know. That's what you got to do. I mean, right. that's that's just kind of the way I think. You know, I guess I just, you know, maybe I. Some people are like, God, Milton's a fucking slob. 
I just don't care, man. I mean, honestly, I mean, that's you, you probably. I mean, you're you're just a chill cat anyway. But that's that's honestly the the almost the extension of being a martial artist. You know what I mean? You you've learned to take the ego out of shit. Like you're just you know you're that dude, man. You you know it's not that you don't give a shit. You just realize that you know that there, comes with that comes with a lot of years of getting your ass kicked. Yeah. You know, and you're not you're not the man. The least right? thing I'm worried about is my fucking jeans for real. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That is truth, truth, brother. All right, champ. Well, check it out, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know when you guys will hear this, but uh, Pat and I are going to be on Sam Tripoli's podcast, the Tinfoil Hat Podcast. Myself, Pat Milicic, Sam Tripoli, as well as the great Eddie Bravo, talking about a great many things. Hopefully, fucking not flat earth, for the love of God. But yeah, (laughs) we're going to, we call that a swap cast. So we're going to be on his show, and then we're going to post that on our site as dude, well dude let's just let's just buy motorcycles and ride straight off the fucking edge <laughs> right let's just flat earth fucking commit suicide flat earth some, some thumb and louise shit <laughs> nice ladies and gentlemen i hope you guys um were uplifted by this uh, actually i mean truthfully this conversation obviously had to be had we are on the tinfoil hat podcast we really needed to address the serious thing people were asking kept messaging me when are you guys going to talk about it so here we talked about it and i'm sure we'll continue to talk about it as these things develop um any closing statements comments champion no i hope everybody enjoyed the podcast and I'm sure we're going to have a blast with Eddie and Sam. Yeah, we'll have that posted uh, whenever they post it, probably tomorrow evening or Tuesday. So we'll let you guys know. But uh, champion, as always, brother, it's been a pleasure, man. You know, I love you, man. And um, again, ladies and gentlemen, we need more love in the club, brother. So uh, give give your loved ones a little hug. Let them know you love them. Man, this this sweet thing we know is life is short for sure. And, um, have fun and have have fun and live large no matter what. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, peace and so much love. Stay tuned. There will always be more. <laughs>